Hey friends, it's Missy Phillip. Welcome back to the By His Grace podcast. The holidays are right around the corner. Do you look forward to Christmas with eager anticipation, but then suddenly the season flies by in a flash? Do you intend to be present and focused only to find yourself pulled in every direction? Do you long for a meaningful celebration yet feel like you're missing something? Well, I'm here to invite you to embrace Advent along with my guest, Jen Ludwig, who wrote a seven-day devotional plan on the YouVersion Bible app entitled Embracing Advent, and she has a new book with the same title that will encourage you to hold on to hope in this Advent season. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Hi, Jen Ludwig. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. I am excited that you are here too. So before we get into our episode, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Jen Ludwig. I am here from talking to you from California. I'm originally an East Coast girl, but grew up out here in Northern California little bit about my faith journey. I became a Christian when I was in high school and that happened through an enormous youth group that was in my community and drew me in largely through the worship. I just have always had a heart for music. I'm a singer and a songwriter as well. So when I was in high school, came to this amazing youth group that had amazing worship and that is what drew me in and drew me to Christ. So became a believer in high school, uh, went down to Southern California for college down at Pepperdine University. It's where I met my husband. He's from Southern Cal. And although I never thought Southern California would be my permanent home, I thought I was going to do four years down here for college and then head back up north again. But this is where I've been ever since. Isn't that fun that the plans that we have for our lives oh, yeah. And we were like, this is what I'm going to do. And God says, oh, no, I don't think so. No, no. So I'm in Southern California. Just dropped off my oldest at college uh, last week. Yeah, embracing a, kind of a new rhythm in our home. I have a teenage son, so it's now three of us in our house here. Yeah, just kind of looking forward to what this next season has for us. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember when my oldest son went to college for the first time. That's when I began praying and asking God, what am I going to do? Like I'm, I've raised these people and they're going to 
grow up and go away. And so I want to be prepared for that season. And and that's actually how I started writing and speaking and podcasting and all the things that I'm doing now. It's because I prayed and I asked God. So I would just encourage anybody who's listening, if you're in that season as well, if you find yourself coming upon, prepare before you have an empty nest and just start journaling and talking to God and asking him what he has for you because he has great plans for us. Well, Jen, you're also an author and you wrote a book on embracing Advent, rediscovering Christmas in the chaos. Yeah. So your book, Embracing Advent, tell us a little bit more about the Advent season and what Mm -hmm. it means to you. Sure. So I first became aware of Advent as a little girl, actually, in the same way many people are, which is a calendar with chocolate right? So we often see those snowy scenes or maybe a manger scene with 25 little windows that you get to open one each day and count down from December 1st to 25th to Christmas. But I came to realize that Advent was about more than just countdowns and chocolate when I was in college. And the church I attended in college really emphasized more this liturgical season of Advent, which is those four weeks leading up to Christmas. I remember the church had these pink and purple, like enormous candles, like an enormous candelabra at the front of the church. And every week they'd have a family come up and light one of the candles for whichever week it was. And those weeks, by the way, are focused on hope, peace, joy and love. So I remember people coming forward and then the worship and the sermon and everything would be set on those themes and preparing our hearts for Christmas, thinking on the hope we've been given, the peace we've been given, the joy and the love we've been given. So again, for those who don't know, even though a lot of people think of Advent as December 1st to 25th, it is actually those four weeks before Christmas. It's the beginning of the liturgical uh, church calendar. So I always say happy new year as well. Um, Because that's the very start of the church calendar. And so it always begins the fourth Sunday before Christmas. So that means this year, Advent will begin on Sunday, November 27th. But at its core, Advent is a time of preparation. And the word Advent in Latin means coming. So it's when we focus on Christ coming into the world 2,000 years ago, We focus on looking forward to his coming again, and we look to the ways that he is coming into our lives today. So for me, that would be the main focus is setting aside time in those weeks leading up to Christmas to see what God is doing and what he wants to be doing in my life today and how I can be focused on him. Because we all know that Christmas tends to be a crazy season, right? Like there is so much going on. um, And we try often to do too much, whether it's relational or gift giving or crafting or even serving at our churches, um, that the whole season can sometimes fly by and we get to December 25th or December 26th. And we're like, what happened? (laughs) Where did it go? And so Advent for me is an opportunity, is a reminder to spend time with Jesus leading up to Christmas and getting ready in our hearts and our minds to celebrate him. 
Yeah, that's so good. So I remember you said that the pink and the purple, I did this uh, amazing wreath when my boys were little and I was so excited to, because I didn't grow up celebrating Advent and I thought this is going to be really cool. We're going to read these devotions and they were little boys and it did, <laughs> it did not go the way I wanted it to go. So I just want to say for any parents who are listening, who have little people, I love what you said about the just the preparation of the heart and just taking time in the season. So do what you can. Don't feel guilty about what you can't do. But one of the things that that I started doing in just because of all the things that you just said about being so busy is I had the pleasure and opportunity to homeschool my kids. So we would take the entire month of school off in December. And I also started to decorate my house extremely early. Like at the end, I talked my husband into buying artificial trees so that at the end of October, we could set it up. So it was already set up through Thanksgiving. So really that whole month of December, I could just like rest in in Jesus and do my quiet time at the, you know, with the twinkly lights. And, and it took me a lot of years to get to that point, but I've always just had a passion for the Christmas season and I want to embrace it. And I want to enjoy everything we're doing without being overbooked. Now I'm a planner and mm-hmm. I know you're a planner too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody like you or me need help getting ready for Christmas? Well, I think that as a planner, I still need to be really cautious about what I'm doing with my planning time or what I'm planning for as I prepare. I loved what you said about, you know, not putting on too much pressure as well. I think that part of that feeling of chaos at Christmas is wanting to do everything. Like there's so many wonderful things that we can do, but I think it's, it's taking that time before, like, I love this idea of November. I used to live in the UK actually. And when there is no Thanksgiving, Christmas starts earlier. They they start decorating much earlier because I feel like in the U S because of Thanksgiving, we feel like there's this date. We have to wait for that holiday to pass to start preparing, but, but being cautious about how I'm spending my time, what I'm planning for, I am very much, and many planners are like Martha in the Bible. So we are doers, right? And so I instinctively spend time on the party planning or preparing for the family gatherings or the shopping. But I realize that at Christmas, I need to be so deliberate because I want to do, do, do. I need to be so deliberate about that quiet time and sitting at Jesus' feet. I was wondering, could I read just this little passage from Luke chapter 10? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. I love that. I love this version. It speaks to me from the Phillips version. And it says, as they continued on their journey, Jesus came to a village and a woman called Martha welcomed him to her house. She had a sister by the name of Mary who settled down at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was worried about her elaborate preparations. And she burst in saying, Lord, don't you mind that my sister has left me to do everything by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, my dear, you are worried and bothered about providing so many things. Only a few things are really needed. Perhaps only one. Mary has chosen the best part and you must not tear it away from her. So for me as a planner, I get worried about the elaborate 
preparations. I'm also a one on the Enneagram. (laughs) So (laughs) I want things to be just perfect so I can get focused too much on the playlist for the party or the meal menu or the gift buying. So the reason I find this Advent season helpful is it reminds me to spend time every day sitting at Jesus's feet and really thinking about what am I getting ready to celebrate? Is what I'm doing, is the, are the things that I do helping me to prepare to celebrate? Because that's, that's what we're leading up to is a birthday, right? It's a party, yes. but the party should be focused on, on the birthday boy. <laughs> that's right. And so, I just think we so often get like so rushed. And the most important thing we can do is sit at Jesus as Jesus's feet. So then when we get closer to those, those fuller days, right before December 25th, where we're already focused, where we, we aren't trying at the last minute to, I don't know, pull our family together or pull our thoughts together toward Christ because we've already been resting in that for days and weeks ahead of time. So that is that is so good. You know, a couple of years ago, the Lord really had to work on my heart on this a little bit as my oldest son got married right after college. And so then Mm -hmm. begins the like Christmas with my parents, with your parents. And so my expectations, because we were very similar and I love to throw up party and to have all the perfect things. And the Lord really in that season leading up to Christmas told me, let go. You need to be content with whatever you have and whatever they choose. And so I had I learned several years ago to just hold it all very loosely in my hand and 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 do what I can. But that stems from a place of of sitting at Jesus's feet to know it's okay and you can be content. It doesn't have to look like the perfect picture yeah. or holiday card, yeah. right? So for you, what does sitting at Jesus's feet look like? Well, let me first say I love the, what you just said about, you know, how our circumstances change. And so we need to adjust, right? Um, and that first adjustment came for me when I was pregnant with my first child because she was due December 28th. And that was never in a plan of ours, I'd like to say, because I'm a December birthday. But as a planner, like I'm someone, oh man, the wrapping paper, the matching ribbon, like all of these things. Like when I have for our families, I'll be like, oh, like everybody's gifts for his side of the family will be in this paper and my side of the family. So then it's easy to find them and all of those beautiful things. Well, when I was nine months pregnant in December, it was like, buy me a box of Costco gift bag. (laughs) And I was just like plopping stuff in with, you know, shove some white paper on the top. And that was um, early in our marriage. Like, okay, we have got to let go. This is, and I, I, it sounds so silly, but like, this is not what matters. Like that the paper wraps. It's beautiful. I'm a gift giver. I think that I love doing those things because it shows some of the care and the thought put behind it. But let's get down to it. Like, that's not what really, really matters. Um, but your question, how do I try to sit at Jesus's feet? Yeah. So for me, it includes coffee and an oversized chair that's in my living room. And when I say coffee, I mean, I have it on a timer so that when I come out of my bedroom, it is already ready to pour. 
and I get my nice steaming cup and I sit in that same chair every morning. And that is where I have time to read and reflect and be with the Lord. Yeah. And I know that doesn't work for everyone. And I know that that's not, I'm a morning person. And once I've had the coffee, but, <laughs> but I enjoy that time of day. I enjoy that start to my day. I know that there are people in the audience who prefer evening and would like to set aside that time at the end of the day. I have a friend who, you know, their lunch break at work is a great time to reset midday. Right. But my encouragement the thing that I have found that I encourage others to do is find the same time, the same place and have a plan kind of for what you're going to do with that time because our body gets used to that rhythm. And so then when I get in that chair and I have my cup of coffee, it's like, okay, I'm ready to meet with you, Lord. And so that is a, a huge encouragement I would give is just part of that planning is planning the time and the space and the what and that's a routine I, I keep year round, but in Advent, in the Advent season, I do try to find an Advent devotional or an Advent guide or even a Bible reading plan that's just going to help me focus on Christ's birth and help me focus on what we're getting ready to celebrate. The other thing for me, back to Mary and Martha, is leaving time to listen and that might be just a minute, or you might be at a stage in your faith walk where you can sit there for 30 minutes. But after I've like read or prayed and said the words or looked at the words, just being quiet and listening. The first week of Advent, the focus is on hope. And that word for hope in the Old Testament is kava, And it's also translated as wait. So it's this, it's this waiting on the Lord. And so waiting as we prepare to celebrate his birth, waiting for his return, waiting to see what he has for you, even in that day, because it says in uh, Lamentations, the Lord is good to those who hope in him. And it's that same word, wait. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to those who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the Lord to save. So that's that's a little bit of my quiet time routine. I love it. I love it. I have a very similar routine and especially except my my place moves at Christmas because at Christmas I go into our great room where we keep our tree and I normally have my quiet time in the sunroom, but uh, I do I do change places just because I love to sit with my coffee and my bible and the lord with the beautiful and the tree. And the tree <laughs> it just is 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 just so lovely. But what are some other practical ways that we can set aside the chaos and draw close mm. to Jesus in the busy holiday season? Sure. So number one, it's that waiting quietly, sitting quietly. I know that's a spiritual practice, but I also believe it has huge physical and mental health ramifications. But in addition to that, we talked about planning. So I like to say planning purposefully and then giving joyfully. So for me, planning purposefully means taking time again, a little bit in advance of that Advent season, like earlier in November to take a really good look at the calendar and set some priorities. There are so many opportunities for so many good things at Christmas, but we cannot possibly do them all without losing our minds. And I remind myself that every yes is a silent no to something else. So as you continue to say yes, you get to a point where you have to say no, because there's simply no more time. Right. So 
prioritizing in advance about what you want to have on the calendar. And, um, and I mean, even the little things. So if a family walk to see the Christmas lights, is something that's really important to you, put it on the calendar. Don't be like, oh, we're going to find time for that in December. Like, okay, December 22nd, that night, <laughs> we're going to do the Christmas walk, right? right? If serving at Christmas is really important to you, then start looking in November, figure out what it's going to be. Don't, because what happens is, is if we have this in the back of our head, like, oh, serving is really important to me. And then it's December 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. And it's like, oh, I haven't served yet. I haven't done something. Then it becomes like this, this stressful unpleasant task, which was meant to be a joyful part of our preparation to celebrate, right? So looking at those things in advance, how do you want to spend Christmas Eve? How do you want to spend Christmas Day? You were talking about when you start navigating with in-laws and extended family. What time do you want with just your immediate family? Maybe it's Christmas Eve or day. Maybe it's another day you choose. But if you make those choices in advance, if you plan with some purpose for that, it just relieves so much stress and chaos as you get closer to Christmas Day. And then as you're making those plans, I would say get ready to say no to some things. Like you can think in advance about what are the things I'm not going to do this year? And that can be sort of something that comes with tradition as well. And again, there's changing seasons. I think there are things that we do that we've just always done. And so we just, we always put them in the calendar. And sometimes we need to look back and say like, huh, like, do I, do I need to be in charge of my kids class party this year? Or do they always just look to me? But if I tell, you know, the other parents in November that I'm not going to be able to do it this year. (laughs) then again, like you've set that expectation in advance, you've said your no in advance and you don't feel the awkward pressure when somebody comes up to you in the moment and you haven't thought about what you're going to say. Right. So I say plan those no's in advance too. Maybe it's no to the ugly sweater party. Maybe it's no to a family event you've done in the past. That can be a difficult no, but sometimes one we need to say for me, one I picked a long time ago is we say no to Christmas cards. I do not send Christmas cards and we haven't for many, many years. I just found it too chaotic when my kids were little to try to get a fun picture to sit at my table and address all the cards. Now, I admit, I love getting everyone else's cards, but for our family, we do Easter cards. Both my kids' birthdays are in the spring, so it's always been a fun time to get their pictures taken and get the family card picture taken. And so that's just one thing that has worked for our family to reduce some of the to-do lists at Christmas time and free up a little bit of time. Yeah, I think it's important for us to not feel guilty, but to to work within the, the rhythms that work for our family. And I think that's just a really good practice in terms of planning is that we leave some white space too. Because what I find is if I'm overbooked, if my family's overbooked, that it's exhausting, and then I don't enjoy it. And I know that that's just not how I want to live. I want to live with some 
border and some margin in my life. So just a really good planning practice overall is put those big chunks in your calendar, the things that are most important to you, and then schedule the things that you want to do. And then understand your seasons change because they do. What worked with us when our kids were little, when we had extended family, was, was very different than the stage that we're in now. Our parents are no longer with us and uh, one of our kids is grown and married. And so we're actually finding that because my birthday is actually in December too. It's the day after oh. Christmas. So oh, wow. um, day. <laughs> yeah, so we celebrate with our family. We celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. And that way, when my son and his wife go home, they have Christmas morning together and they're establishing their routine for their family. Mm -hmm. They do Christmas dinner with with her family and her parents. And then they come back to me for my birthday. (laughs) And so, you know, it's not the way that I would have chosen for it to be, but it works for our family. And so with the boys that we still have left at home, we started doing a movie on Christmas Day. I thought, that was so weird for who who has time to go to a movie on Christmas. But we started doing that and we don't do a big dinner. We actually go out to dinner and it wow. works for the season that we're in. So wow. I love that you said that about just doing what works for you. And you know that for you, Christmas cards are not the thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that you love them, but you'd rather send an Easter card. And how special is that? So I think it's really important as we're going into the Advent and the Christmas season and Mm -hmm. always to kind of look at our calendars, plan to do the things that we want to do, because if we don't write them down, if we don't plan for Mm -hmm. them, we can have really great intentions and then they don't get done, right? And when we have those intentions and they don't get done, there's so much like guilt and disappointment, which is which we've put on ourselves a bit, right? So yeah, I just think that taking that time, especially I love what you said about leaving margin, not just because filling up the schedule can be crazy in itself, but then we have time for the emergencies because those happen, right? So when like some family friend gets sick, you can bring them a meal because you've got a little margin from that. When your elementary school student tells you the night before that he signed up to bring the dozen fresh baked cookies, it's not the thing that draws brings you to tears like in the grocery store as you're shopping for the ingredients, right? So yeah, margin is, is huge. And I, I appreciate you also bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your book and where can someone find out more about it if they're interested in going through your Advent devotional? Yeah. So if you're looking for the book, it's best to just probably check out my website, which is jenledwig.com. I'm also on Instagram at Embracing Advent, because that is the title of the book, Embracing Advent. The book is available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Noble. You can order it through your local bookstore. And the book itself is meant to be a simple devotional to point us back toward those gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. It's divided up into four weeks. So it's meant to begin the sun, the fourth Sunday before Advent. You spend a week on hope, a week on peace, a week on joy, a week on love. Every day is focused on one verse, a thought about that verse, particularly maybe in mind of the Christmas season and what it can bring and some of the distractions that can come along, some of the hard feelings that can also come along, but but pointing us back to those gifts that, that God has for us in that season and throughout the year, 
Well, and let me just interrupt real quick. It is also available on the Bible app, on the YouVersion Bible app. So if your time is short, you can get in and do that YouVersion Bible plan. So Jen, thank you so much for being with us today on By His Grace. Thank you for encouraging us to embrace the Advent season. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it is my prayer that truly we can all just take that time to prepare, that time to wait quietly before the Lord in these weeks before Christmas so that we can truly celebrate. Amen, sister. Amen. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>